Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. G'day guys and girls. Welcome to the SC Playbook question and answer podcast for NRL Supercoach round 27. Tim Williams on deck to take your questions this week. Uh, what a final round it has been. A week like I've never seen in my life in NRL Supercoach with just mass, mass restings across the NRL this week. Injuries, suspensions, all sorts of things have hit. And people out there are, are dead set struggling to get double-digit players on deck this week. So, look, it's a tough one to finish, and there is going to be some enormous swings in the overall rankings. I sort of preach for depth time and time again, but I can honestly say that even I had no no anticipation of the, the damage being this bad at the end of the year. So, uh, it'll be a nerve-wracking watch for all those up the pointy end of the rankings, and we could see our potential 2024 champion come from a long way back if they're set up with numbers this week. Now, on this week's podcast, obviously, not many people have trades. There's no sit v start decisions. Pretty sort of straightforward, so there's not going to be a lot of questions coming. So we'll change it up a little bit this week, uh, as well as the obvious questions that have come through. I will be touching on Adam Jerusi's quantum data around just how bad the damage is this week. The numbers are in, and I can let you know exactly how how everyone is placed this week in numbers and let you know how your side is tracking. We'll do that. I'm going to have a little bit of a chat also about a few players that have caught my eye for next year that I think will be starting at discounted prices just to keep a little bit of an eye on. Now, let's start with Ads' data. This is directly out of the SC Playbook subscriber only WhatsApp chat, quote Adam DeRussi. And these numbers also came in before Ellie Katoa was ruled out at the 24-hour cutoff for the Storm Broncos clash. Katoa was owned by roughly about 15 to 20% of top-ranked coaches. It's official. Carnage and numbers are in. Teams on average have 12 players available this week. Amongst the top 100 teams, only one player, one team has 17 players. Five have 16 and one has 15 players. 24 of the top 100 teams have 10 or less players. Even amongst the top 1,000 teams, only nine teams have 17 or 18 players. And remember that many of those who are playing are not guys that we would normally want to start. So there might be guys like Jack Howarth there, Connor Molhuis and the, the hooker at the drags, all sorts of players who are scrapping the bit. So the number there is 12. You can take off, on average, you can take off Eli Katoa for around about one in five super coaches on top of that. And yeah, there might not be very strong even 12s out there. So 
if you've got like 10, I reckon based off that data and, you know, potentially more restings to come, not even bringing that into contention, but if you're sitting on around 10 and you've got a a quality 10, that might be about the average this week. Wow. Going through the data in a little more detail, if you go through basically every ranking bracket of top 100, 200, 500, 1,000, 5,000, top 10,000, essentially 1% of all those brackets have 17 players playing this week. Go all the way down to having 10 players available. Through that same brackets, 15% have 10 players available in the top 100, same in the top 200. Go down to the top 5,000 ranked teams overall, 13% have 10 players. And then you go down there, nine players, it's 8%, 5%, 6%, 6%. So, guys, tough week. So if you if you are battling, pretty safe to say that you're not alone in that one. Now, ads will have the full data, hopefully, in an article for us uh, before the weekend kicks off or for Thursday night or even Friday night. Uh, as a busy man, I'll add. So doing his best to get it out there, and even that data there is absolute gold. First, it's not a question, it's a remark from Justin. No question this week, mate. Just want to say a big thank you to yourself and the rest of the crew for the year. Can't wait to do it with the BBLers in a few months and everyone else next season. Justin, my pleasure, mate. Have a ball with this each week. Have a bit of fun with the Q&A potty and hopefully you'll be able to help out in particular the SC Playbook subscribers, but even the non-subscribers, just the general listeners. Uh, and yeah, Big Bash will be back. Obviously, content from SC Playbook starting probably around about late October, I think. Get a bit of a spell after the NRL finals and then get stuck into the cricketing content. We are going to do some wider cricket content as well this season, so expand the horizons a little bit. And in terms of the Q&A podcast, I dare say I'll, I'll do a pretty similar thing with that next season and might be able to get Maxi Bryden, the absolute cricketing guru, and even the spy involved in these as well, Tom Aitken. He's a weapon, former champion. So, yeah, exciting times ahead going into the cricket season. Question from David. Who do you think top scores this week? Asking from the perspective of a one-week draft comp where I'm first pick. I think the the obvious guys are Daly Cherry Evans and Nathan Cleary, both with good matchups. I do think that Nathan Cleary against the Cowboys, look, he could go huge. The Cowboys do are likely playing, well, they are. They're playing for a top eight position as well if they can knock Penrith off and I think pending results. So I don't think that'll be easy, but Penrith are on another level and off the back of last week's loss, might not be a walk in the park for them by any means. And let's call it what what it is, Penrith. I know they've rested players over the last three or so weeks, but they've been in terrific form. They lose Jerome Luai, so a few question marks there. So Daly Cherry Evans looks a great player against the Tigers. Toledow Cola. Another great one, especially if you're trying to pick someone up late. Uh, Cola, with the move to fullback last week, was dynamic. AJ Brimson has a great matchup with the Bulldogs and could score really well. I Brimson, just that injury concern, though. I know it's only one game. You pray he gets through, but fire out that bloke and get an injury. Dave Fafita in that same game looks a great play also. Question from Fish. What should I call my round 27 sniper team for 2024? There'll be a few sniper teams around 2023 as well, I suggest. I don't advocate for it, but it's going to happen. What should you call it? Oh, mate, take your pick. Wesley Snipes. Sniper, no sniping. Plenty of great options. Question from Bailey. Hey, Timmy, thanks for a great season. No worries at all, matey. Who do you like out of Cole Up, 
Papenhuyzen, Tino, and Drinkwater to trade in this week. I think Kohler. I like that matchup. As I said before, looked terrific at fullback last week. I know it was against the Bulldogs, but when he plays the Tigers this week, who are ranked lower than them on the, the ladder, 125 points, three try assists. Then he had 10 tackle breaks is the big one, just because he'll be running more at fullback. Like he had 19 runs at fullback. And he's a gun. He's quick. He's strong. So 20 tackle bra- 10 tackle breaks for 20 points, I should say. Three line breaks, a line assist. So, yeah, I like Kohler out of those. I don't really like Drinkwater. He's the second or third most trading player this week. If Penrith are full strength and don't rest players, it's not a good matchup out in Penrith for him. So, yeah, I, I don't really like that as a trading, the drinky option, unless, of course, Penrith do end up resting a lot of players. Question from Danny Heath. What VCC combo would you run out of Asako, Cody Walker, Cleary, Fafida, and Hines? I would go to VC Nathan Cleary into Captain Dave Fafida on Sunday afternoon. I like those plays. Nico's tempting. Just think the injury concern around him. He missed last week. Not convinced he'll goal kick this week. If he was a laid out, it'd just be a dagger. You'd end up captain buddy Ronaldo Moitalo. Question from DJ. Currently have 14 players with one trade left. Can buy anyone due to having dual players. Who's the best buy? Listen to every every podcast. Absolute great content all year round. Cheers, legend. Cheers, matey. How good's that? Appreciate the support. And the answer to that, Look, assuming you probably own Nathan Cleary already, I think Daly Cherry Evans, I think he's a terrific buy this week. Goal kicking, another soft matchup. I think uh, those the halfbacks are the ones to target this week. Question from Perko. What's on the cards for Mad Monday? Thanks for the year. On the cards for Mad Monday, probably probably steal a case of Kempe's bloke beer, a pair of his new budgie smugglers coming out, go sit up on the beach, read a book and just sink bloke tins and just relax and get off technology, I think is uh, the plan this year. Might have to wait until after the NRL Grand Final, though, because a bit planned throughout September. But, yeah, it sounds right to me. I did hint at, uh, on the SC Paper podcast on Tuesday, something we're planning on doing that'll be very fun, I think, uh, Supercoach-wise, for the NRL Finals. So stay tuned, but the SC Paper podcast will be up and running again on Tuesday. So we'll let you know the plan there. My captains for the week, uh, leaning probably towards Nathan Cleary. Also like Daly Cherry Evans as well, who I keep mentioning uh, across the potty. But yeah, I think just that. The beaten Penrith outfit looking to go into finals, full close to full strength and, and making a statement, I think you'd be mad to doubt them. So Nathan Cleary, he'll be ready to go. Guys, well, this is wrapping up the question and answer podcast for the NRL season. You might, well, we're also coming into spring carnival time, my favourite time of the year. We get finals football, super coach stress-free, and we get the horse racing coming up as well. I absolutely love it. However, that might be problematic for some out there who do it a bit tough with their punting. And, you know, you might have a bit of a flutter on the footy, but it's very easy to sort of get out of control when you are on the horses or, you know, you're chasing your losses after a tough night on the punt and you end up at Ascot into Shartin and all sorts of players at the back end, Cannington of a Saturday night at midnight. 
you know, trying to recoup all the losses from the day. So, guys, while this might be uh, the last time we chat about Seekle and Gareth and his team and what they have available, know that these contact details are going to be in our NRL articles on the website. So if, you know, down the track in a week or a month or six months' time, you find yourself battling a little bit, go back to the articles and find these details and get in contact with them to get in control of your gambling. To do so, you can email gareth at gareth.w at ckal.org.au. That's ckal, C-E-C-A-L. Give them a buzz on 02 9559 Also, probably the easiest way to do it, on Instagram, at Gambling. Flick them a direct message. It's free. It's confidential. Not a move you'll regret. So a big thank you uh, to Gareth and, and the team for for offering up their services and, and what they have uh, this season via the SC Playbook podcast. Now, just to wrap things up for the podcast this week, short and sharp, I'm going to just go through a few players that have caught my eye. I had a quick look through this morning for 2024 about a few players that I think may start undervalued and I'll start at the top of the list and Connor Watson who didn't get a game in this season real big loss and just such a shame for for both himself and the Roosters Watson's had a pretty tough run of injuries uh, over the years look it'll obviously be role dependent he was I believe he was pretty damn close at least he was listed on the NRL website to return at the back end of this season so whether there was a flare-up of injury or they just said it's not worth it, I'm not too sure. But hopefully for 2024, that means that Watson, you know, he's good to go now and he's fit and training and <clears throat> has his body where it needs to be after a few trials for next year. So he should be sub 500k, dual position and one with certainly potential. There's always going to be injury risk with Watson, but, you know, hopefully he can start stringing some games together because rugby league's better for it. It seems like a legend and such a great player to watch. Ryan Pappenhausen, the very obvious one. He's $950,000 now. He scored 11 last week in about 20 minutes off the bench. Pending what he scores this week, he's going to get a massive reduction like Watson will. I think that the reduction for it's like games played is, I think it's under six games. It might be eight, but I believe it's under six games where they do take a portion off your price due to a lack of games. So Pappenhausen playing two, he'll get a massive reduction. So hopefully, hopefully we see him at around sub-750K. I don't know exactly what it'll be at, but, I mean, he'll be pretty close to a lock-in uh, for, for round one next year, provided he gets through, you know, finals, pre-season, all that, all okay. Jake Turpin is another one. Pretty speculative here. I just, I wouldn't be surprised to see Jake Turpin as a backup hooker next season. Just pending what happens to Brandon Smith. The Roosters have been obviously pretty ordinary this season, even though they are making that late charge to the finals. You know, there's got to be a shake-up somewhere at that club, I think, and not suggesting it will be cheese, but if it's a cheese going and, and playing more as a lock forward or if anything happens to him at the club or if he ends up anywhere else, I don't know. But Jake Turpin, he'll be at about 250 to 300K. If he's a starting hooker, he could be very cheap. They could go with Sand and Smith. They could go a bunch of different ways, but just one there. Also at the Roosters, we have a Roosters flavour early. Spencer Lenny's obviously signed on. You know, he's averaged 32 points this season. Only plays a handful of minutes with the Panthers in that real impact role off the bench. If the Roosters and Trent Robbo want to use him in a different way and give him another 10, 15 minutes per game, he could be very cheap to start the season. Jaden Sullivan averaged 67 minutes per game this season. If he goes to the Tigers, 
and the Tigers look revamped and fresh and and improved. I just like Jaden Sullivan as a footballer. So if he locks in a starting role, he'll be likely sub 400K, could be one four-round one. Realistically, it's just so hard to invest in any Tigers attacking players, no matter what they do in the preseason. So probably one that we'd be waiting on, but another one just to keep an eye on. Angus Crichton, look, he had that obviously very disrupted start to the season, didn't play until quite about midway through the year. He's averaged 40 points this year in only a handful of minutes. So I think if Angus Crichton can get back to anywhere near his best, which I think we all hope he can do, he's been solid this year, but not what he was, you know, even the year prior at the World Cup for Australia. Priced off a 40-point average, lock and load. Two other back rowers, Viliami Kiki averaging 42 this season, also only played a handful of games. I'm not sure if he will get that uh, price decrease as a result, but... He'll be very cheap. Sean Lane, a 43-point average this season. Both of those guys have been very limited for game time and games this season. So they'll be huge buys early on. Jaden Campbell, if he can lock down a starting spot at the Titans, tough because he's at fullback. Maybe he gets dual 5'8 fullback. You probably couldn't pick him at fullback next year, but he has averaged 57 minutes for a 44-point average this year. If he locks in an 80-minute fullback role, he'll be an option Taruva, Sunia Taruva, a 48-point average. Been a hard luck story of Supercoach this year, Taruva. And I do feel a little bit for anyone who has held him throughout the year because he's just been stuck outside glue hands wherever he goes, whether it's Tungo or if it's been Tyron Peach, who's played a lot in the back end of the year. So Taruva, if he plays centre next year, Taylor May back on the wing, Stephen Crichton departing. If Taruva ends up at centre... Could be likely right centre, you'd imagine. Maybe outside Nathan Cleary, he could be a great pickup. Ruben Cotter, a 50-point average this year. A few limited minutes at times. He could be a good one leading into Origin before he does get some early showers and all that. I don't believe he'd be getting dual position, but just a workhorse who I think a 50-point average is very cheap. He will be cheap next year, so potential. Isaiah Papali'i, new halves in at the Tigers. If they can unlock IPAP, 56-point average is a steal for him as well. So he'll be one to keep an eye on. Sammy Walker, a 57-point average, if the Roosters can find a new gear there. Jareen Buller, unfortunately, the fullbacks next year are going to be ridiculous. They were to start this year, but you look at everyone trying to fit in Ryan Pappenhausen, Tom Trebojevic, Latrell Mitchell, Reese Walsh. It is going to be so, so difficult. Kalen Ponga, who will, I'd imagine, only be fullback available next season. Oh, that's going to be difficult to watch next year. The Spies' infamous fullback rule that could be in full force next season. So, unfortunately, Dream Buller, unless the Tigers really go on a charge, he's going to be lost to Supercoach while he's only at fullback, I think. Hopefully I'm wrong when the Tigers go on a charge and Buller averages 80 and he's in the conversation. Yeah, lucky last. Stephen Crichton averaged 60 points this season. Going to the Bulldogs now, rarely would you sort of go from such a gun side like the Panthers to the Bulldogs and be interested in them super coach-wise. You look at Matt Burton, who sort of didn't really do great things for him. But the thing about Crichton, if he goes to the Bulldogs and he'll play fullback, 
if he goes out and kicks goals over Matt Burton, I'm not sure if he will or won't, but if he were kicking at fullback and having a ton of runs, uh, he could be an option there too. Righto, all that is it for the question and answer podcast for round 27 and for NRL Supercoach round 20, round, NRL Supercoach 2023. Uh, thank you for the support of this podcast. I haven't got it going this season. I've had a bunch of fun with it. Just a great way to to answer some short, sharp, uh, fast questions later on in the week. And I've also loved, it's a little bit difficult at times on a Tuesday night, teams have just dropped. You're, you're assessing all sorts of things with your team and things change throughout the week. So when we drop trades and skippers, often they'll update. This has been a great opportunity to update those uh, and be transparent for the listeners in the SC Playbook faithful out there. So thank you for jumping on board and supporting it this season. And yeah, we'll be back Tuesday night for a season recap podcast with the Spy and Clementine Cassidy. Looking forward to that one. Cheers, guys. Have a ripper weekend and enjoy the off-season and finals.